Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide podcast. I'm Bradley. And I am the one called Randy. And I am the one called Bryce. Hello, everybody. I love the way we're speaking because it's going to get us into the mood for what we're talking about today. Yes. A very cryptic way of speaking. Do you want me to use some like old fashioned language or whatever? (laughs) You like thou speech is great. It's pleasing to thine ears. (laughs) There (laughs) we go. I couldn't think of anything, so I'm glad you came up with something. Anyways, we're going back to the Bible today. Yes. (laughs) I was. uh... It's been so long. Yeah, when we uh, did the um, podcast last week about um, the Cthulian mythos and we were going back to the universe, it was just like, oh my gosh, that was so great. Remember that time that we did the Bible? Let's go back to there. So I was really inspired by you, right? Didn't we do Biblically Accurate Angels immediately after the last time we did uh, Cthulian? That would be be really embarrassing. (laughs) Last time? Let me see. I feel like we may have, at which point that would be hilarious. I'll just uh, stall while you look it up, Bryce. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It was like 10 episodes in between. So we're going to... Would have been so funny. Brad is just more proactive about bringing back his uh, favorite (laughs) topics than I am. Uh, I don't think I have a recurring uh, topic that I can revisit, but what a shame. You got to make a name for yourself. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. man. You got to make your name on the podcast. What's it going to be? Not Monsters, Inc. I'm still waiting for you on that one. What a callback, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, like, if you... So if you go back or have listened to the Biblically Accurate Angels episode... And you're probably like, man, that was like really deep. Like you guys did something that like you don't just look up and read in the Bible. Did and we? we're going to go even deeper today. <laughs> There's uh... a. Anyway, we're talking about we're talking about the Nephilim. <laughs> and that was my uh, thought. I have not heard of the Nephilim. Um, it's probably because you read a a newer translation of the Bible that just changes the word out for giant. And oh, if you haven't seen the word oh. giant in the Bible, then I. <laughs> Probably just because how often do you need to know about the giants in the Bible? Never. I was, I was gonna say, when do they what do they swap out for giants? Just man. Just like, they're getting <laughs> downgraded over time. I mean, did you skip over the like section in the Bible talking about like the giant wars? You know? I was too reading the the money breakdown. Yeah. Oh, I gotta oh. make sure I know how many uh of my how much of my money can turn into whatever other type of money i don't even know all of the uh, forms of any of the forms of currency me either, but, but it was multiple pages long it was so good i only remember the might because you know the parable but oh there right. you go and then there's talons as well the talons oh yeah or talents or whatever it is that's Which are like just massive like bricks of gold or something i, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't remember man it's been so long enough that you could bury it and like it not get lost immediately but because if I buried a penny out in my yard, I would never find it. The Bible is a lot. <laughs> There's a lot in this book. But it's, it's, um, it's a thick book, man. It is a pretty thick book. And the fact is, like we talked about during the Biblically Accurate Angels episode, man, that's gonna if I ever have to refer to that, I'm just gonna call it like the B A A. Yeah, it's B-A-A. it's a mouthful for sure. <laughs> but uh we're not just gonna be talking about the canonical Bible today because mm-hmm if we only stayed within those bounds, we only have like really about three verses 
to go off of with the the Nephilim? Hey, let's let's just go off on a tangent and just really dig into it. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna add in the Quran. We're gonna add in some non-canonical texts from the Bible. It's oh heck yeah, deutero canonical. Geez, that's a that's a word, but it's it's pronounced probably differently than that. Um, so we are gonna expand our horizons a little bit. Yeah, let's bring them all in, man. All within the Christian Judaism and um, Islamic faiths. So Excellent. Um, and before we begin, I would just like to preface this with everything that I'm and we are going to be talking about today is just like the lore and the speculation of people. None of these ideas right. are mine or any of ours. Um, right. There are some... Mm, like how do i want to say this misogynistic ideologies oh, that I do yeah. with, and that were mm-hmm. quite prevalent in today's time and even more so in the uh ancient era so just would like to preface with quite that unfortunate. Okay. like right. many like really old texts there are ideas from back then that don't quite stand the test of time and we have now moved to a point where like that's not really acceptable but if you're sticking true to what was written back in the day, well, that's what they were saying. For yeah, better or worse. it, it so ages very poorly. Yes. Like fine I, milk, as they say. I thought about like pulling up the uh, thing, but like that opens up before like video games or some <laughs> like, all ideas and things uh-huh. <laughs> are not the ideas of whatever. <laughs> not all ideas are not representative. represented. Yeah, yeah. the guide. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> because you will see some of that today. But to yeah. jump into it, um, the Nephilim were supernatural beings mentioned several times in historical documents as well as other historical documents. I don't know why I Excellent. said other than, um, <laughs> I was going to say the Bible as it was if it's not historical, but <laughs> historical documents and then also the Bible. Um, the Bible does in some people's <laughs> eyes and does have some historical context. So it is a historical and I know we oftentimes will talk about like, oh, is this real or not? But we have, I mean, there is just zero verified proof of the existence of Nephilim. I will start off with that. So, Dang it, no bombs. <laughs> there are people that say there are, but there hasn't been. It's fine. But there, uh-huh. people say that there have been. But um, like in 1705, I think it was in northern oh, New early. York, they found some large bones that they were like claiming to be. Nephilim bones, but they found out it was just mammoth bones. 1705? Uh, That's like before... I think it, was, it might have been like 1730 or something. I don't know. Some, 1730 17... might make somewhat more sense. The 1705? That's so long. Like, geez. I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, that'd be like it was a long time pretty ago. Old, yeah. um, I'm guessing it was because of your reaction, it was probably much later. <laughs> well, because of my thought, the reason why, it's just like 1705 what were they doing that feels like it was so much long like so long before people started like actually getting into it they were just like trying to survive in 1705 like why are they digging in the ground and like looking at bones i think you're no yeah it was in 1705 the remains of a nephilim whoa was this like one of the first like colonies seriously colonies they're like i mean digging first colonies were like First colonies were like what, fifteen hundreds, fourteen hundreds, but like even still, like sail the ocean blue. That was fourteen something. Well, it was fourteen. So a couple hundred years later, okay. Yeah. 
I'm not going to tell you, like, I can't, like, promise you that this is, like, a verified story because it was a clergyman that apparently Hey, I'm found. taking that guy's gospel, dude. So, he knows what he was talking about. Yeah. He saw big bones. He knows. I mean, they can never lie, right? I mean, honestly, though, for all we know, it could be dinosaur bones, and they just were like, oh, it's clearly never well, one. It was a, it could it was just a, be dinos. It was a mastodon. Oh, well, there you go. So. Dinosaur, almost dinosaur adjacent. I mean, but Mastodon, I'm... bipedal giant. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was that. Um, but like, what is it, right? What um, is a nephilim? What, what is a giant? So in the Hebrew Bible, um, a group of mysterious beings or people of usually large size and strength who lived before and after the flood. The Nephilim are referenced in Genesis and Numbers, and then there is a possible reference to them in the book of Ezekiel. And I will refer to those in a second. So the Hebrew word Nephilim, spelled with an F instead of PH, is sometimes directly translated as giants or taken to mean the fallen ones from the Hebrew word Nephil to fall. Uh, And you'll see a lot with religious texts and things that you'll never really get the clearest of answers. <laughs> yeah. So just a very broad scope of things. So yeah. really what the Nephilim could be are going to be a lot of different things. And we will talk about them because it's hard to just, or it's hard to, to figure out if it's more supernatural or more mm-hmm. able to be explained. And so we talking about both points of view um, and other points of view as well. But for now, that's what like the etymology is, is, the fallen ones or to fall that's pretty fair to be like ex- like expect things to not really be super clear it's like if you think about it a lot of these texts were written like three thousand years ago or some or thereabouts anyway so like i would feel like it would make sense to have at least a little oh, bit of uh, yeah, mistranslation definitely. text changes people losing pages people forgetting what was said forgetting how it was spelled and misspelling like there is so much time for things to change. And I was I was actually curious because, you know, Hebrew is a good place to start. But um, mm-hmm. I was also seeing that there was some Greek stories and some Greek writings because oh. Greek is one of the, was a more original language for people mm-hmm. time than Hebrew. And so I was oh. like, well, all right, now what are the, what like where do we get Nephilim from the Greeks? And mm-hmm. so. The strict translation into Greek would be uh, Pepto Peptocrates, I think it's Pepto baseball. Yep, <laughs> a little bit like that. Huh? <laughs> uh, and lucky enough, uh, Pepto keys did in fact appear in um, the Greek version of Ezekiel, which is pronounced Septuagint. So is this just like a? You said it was a Greek translation. Of... Well, yes. Well, so so the Septuagint, I, that's just how I'm going to pronounce it. We're just going to go with it. It nice. contains Greek idioms that express events directly from the way that they were expressed in the Hebrew Old Testament. So basically, it is just the the Greek version of the Bible, and it has some stories in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, huh. I mean, that kind of just seems like it adds to the confusion, though, on like a big. Oh, it does. Church. It does. Yeah, it's the Bible with extra steps. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. (laughs) Um, But uh, I do want to go to a comment that you made earlier 
in which you said that they lived before and after the floods. So were these dudes on Noah's Ark, man? Some Nephilim giants. I had a funnier idea. In Um, the bottom of the ship. So I answer that a little bit now, and then I will talk about it a little bit later, I promise. Uh, Because we haven't gotten to like the description yet. So I don't want to spoil anything. Oh yeah. I just, I just want a yes, no, or maybe. Yes. They were not. I mean, sorry. No, they were not on the ark. I have such a fun idea. So they were swimming. (laughs) We'll we'll see. It was even, I mean, they are giants. So maybe they just like found a really tall hill and just stood up on their tiptoes to get above the water. And they're just like, try to (laughs) survive the flood by having their heads just barely above the water line. And they're just vibing. You're not too far off. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Um, that's so great. The first guys. of the Nephilim are mentioned before the flood account in Genesis. In Genesis 6-4, it says the Nephilim, or in the some newer translations, it's the giants, but the, uh, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. That's referring to the before and after right. the flood. Right. When the sons of God went into the daughter, daughters of humans, who bore ch- children to them, these were the heroes that were of old, warriors of renown. So that's describing oh. the Nephilim, which is interesting because later we'll talk about, you know, if they come from the fallen ones, right? That mm-hmm. you think they're referring to like fallen angels. That's what I would think, yeah. I mean, sons but, of God and the daughters of men makes it sound like angels yeah, with so regular if humans. We, if we take it in this context alone, not talking about the etymology or anything, if the sons of God and the daughters of humans have children, it would totally make sense to make heroes of old and warriors of renown, right? right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's how you get uh, the Doom Slayer, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, checks yeah. out to me. <laughs> you're a Doom guy, but it's Doom that, guy. That's so interesting, though, because like uh, through different like video games and TV series, it yeah. seems like they all have like a. Like there's a couple different combinations they can go with for the origin of Nephilim. Like it could be uh, the children of demons and angels, the children mm-hmm. of demons and humans, or of angels and humans. So like I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna stay confused. Dang it. <laughs> or maybe maybe Nephilim is just a broad term for just like kind of any combination of weird origin that ends up to be a powerful creature that nobody knows where it came from. Well, that's Maybe just that's extremely like... confusing. Uh-huh. It's just like, <laughs> ah, curly, really powerful thing. No one knows. Words back in the day. So they had to yeah. use all five words for, yeah. you know, the millions of definitions that were needed. Exactly. Yep. So <laughs> they didn't have big dictionaries back then that they could keep referring back to. They were, so they're like, we can't have too many words. Otherwise, we lose track. So just <laughs> use the same word. Who cares? Um, and as we go further into the Bible, we get to. Uh, numbers 13 32 and 33 so this is time when the israelites were preparing to enter the land of canaan for war um, to try to like conquer the land and so it says so they brought to the israelites an unfavorable report to the land uh, of the land that they had spied out saying the land that we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants all of the people that were saw in it are of great size there we saw the nephilim and to ourselves, we seemed like grasshoppers, and we seemed, uh, and so we seemed to them. Wow! Oof. These people bad. saw an entire race of giants, right? That's 
awesome. I was pretty much joking about giant wars, but here we are. I know, right? Where's the Ents to fight them off? Uh, <laughs> and uh, you'll see that, at least in the notes, I have a parenthesis that the Anakites, you'll see that, that term. Uh-huh. And basically the Anakites were descendants from the Nephilim. They were a race of giant people that uh. came after the flood um, that were some ancestors to the Nephilim. And then did the Anakites over time become uh, Swedish? And is that why Swedish people are always so tall? <laughs> Maybe. Makes sense to me. Um, I mean, since you mentioned it, I might as well bring up the interesting connection is oh. how people all over the world have this race of giants, right? I mean, if you look at right. you know Scandinavia, they have the Jotuns, which, yes, in media are portrayed as like ice giants, but like really they're just a race of giant people. Um, mm-hmm. That's all the way up in you know Scandinavia. Then you have um, in North America um, the indigenous people here in america um they have an entire race of giants that is a whole nother topic that we could be talking about and so just interesting right. that all the world we have these um stories of giant a race of giant people i use the same logic to, to uh defend the realism of dragons if every race across the entire <laughs> world all has some version of dragons in their lore i mean must be sounds true. like maybe they existed i don't know like, what are the chances Exactly. It was a dragon sometime, somewhere, and everyone saw it, and they went, ah, you know what? Pretty cool. Well, then maybe you'll get the same impression for Niflheim. I'm, I'm already on board. I'm ready for it. They uh, just all had a bunch of snorkels to survive the flood, just poking up above the water, and they're still hiding among us in the trees. about getting a degree in, in theology so you can come up with, or, you know, publicize these these findings of yours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found really big bones. Don't look at them, but they're big and they're proof. Trust yeah, me. Don't look at them too close. Yeah. <laughs> not make these toes, in my backyard. But it's okay. <laughs> um, and then we have um, some scholars, but it's agreed on by most... Um, not by me, though. Everything that... Or not historians, but like theologians and scholars and stuff that the term fallen mighty men mm. uh, in the next verse that i'll read from ezekiel is referring to the nephilim so it's the nephilim aren't specifically addressed but if we take fallen the the fallen right that's would be mm-hmm. to to nephilim so with that um it says um and they do not lie with the fallen warriors of long ago who went down to Sheol, which is basically hell, yep. with their weapons of war, whose swords were laid under their heads, and whose shields were upon their bones, for the terror of the warriors uh, was the land of the living. So Neat. What it's talking Jeez. about is the Nephilim, or the fallen warriors, are... It's, it's hard to... like. I was, it's kind of hard to understand quite what's going on, but basically... That's the, the Bible for you. They are stuck on Earth um, unless they're going to hell. They because they can't get to heaven because they are mm. uh, just so sinful, basically. Which yeah, is very different like, from the verse that we were talking about in Genesis when they were son, uh, the like sons of the sons of God, and the which is heroes you know, that were of old warriors with renown. But these dudes sound. I mean, maybe they. 
maybe they have renown on earth but maybe they're just like so brutal like, like such incredible warriors that heaven just like nah you might be <laughs> cool down on earth but you cannot come up here you are gonna just rip this place apart we are too nice up here we You're cannot fight back yeah <laughs> you can just start <laughs> a riot Jeez. so i mean but it makes sense i mean it seems like an all at least from what I can remember, like giants in the Bible were like bad dudes, you know? I mean, of the giants I remember, yeah. Nobody <laughs> that was on the good team had giants. Right. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. I mean, but Not to be that fair, I remember, at least. that might just be like, like, to be fair, like history is written by the victor. And so maybe the people who were victorious just didn't want to give credit to them they're like nah we did it all on our own we didn't need their help and then but then they're like but meanwhile the enemy they were so desperate they had to use giants to even come close to beating us but they Uh, still couldn't beat us and maybe maybe they just like and wrote them out of their stories a little bit more of a a theological perspective okay Um, if you like look at religions and you look Uh at just the world right Things that are different are evil, I mean, right? That's mm. why no one likes me because I'm different. <laughs> so you are evil. You know, uh-huh. If you were to see, like, that's why people, you know, if we talk, go back to like the biblically accurate angels, right? If you think about an angel, the first image is going to come in your head is a humanoid person with wings and just like a perfect version of a human. Mm. But if you think about what they really look like, they're like terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you see an absolutely massive giant that, you know might eat a human here or there you know you're gonna think say every now and then (laughs) every now and then doesn't make him a bad dude though yeah (laughs) you're a bad guy but that doesn't make you a bad guy (laughs) no but like it it, like to me right things that are outside of your normal life are you tend to think more negatively towards them that's fair that's true yeah and i don't think that like at least if his history has taught us any, anything, the like further back you go, the it more hasn't. kind of prejudice and uh, unwelcoming to different people, people yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that checks out, I think. Pretty true. Yeah. And then, so if we take all that we know from like the canonical Bible, like we really can't get much from it, you know, and that, and that would be it's sad. That that's all we had, it's but a lot of hearsay. Lucky for us, um, one of the Deutero. I mean, let me look at the word so I can try to pronounce it better. Uh, I believe it's a Deuteronomy. Deutero canonical is, I think, how it's pronounced. Um, books. The Book of Enoch is a beautiful book filled with things about the Nephilim, and so we will be able to talk about that much more in depth in a little bit. But like. Man, oh boy, if you Enoch coming in clutch. Enoch, he will blow your mind. <laughs> so, but just as far as the description go, in uh, the first book of Enoch, it says great uh, that there were great giants whose height was three hundred cubic cubics, which a cubic being eighteen inches, making them four hundred and fifty feet tall. That is pretty tall. <laughs> this man, is like a touch larger than a horse. Man. This it's is actually. Like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, much bigger than a horse, and yeah, much about, larger. about t- Titan size. <laughs> no, this um, is like much bigger than like Attack on Titan. Titan. Yeah, what's oh, the yeah. height this for is... the Titans? 
They're like um, so sixty like meters is like feet? one of the taller, tallest ones. Sixty meters. Uh, so yeah, I totally just... know the conversion to meters. <laughs> I'll convert it real fast. It's like what? That's like ten feet, something like that. No, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's more than that, right? So no, sixty meters, meters is almost two hundred feet. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, they're only they're like half <laughs> the height of a regular the giant. Tallest. That's like the tallest titan oh, as well. Oh, they're just yeah, they're just. You know, yeah, double the colossal titan. Like, who cares? Oh, that's the height of the colossal thing. titan, not yes. like the highest normal titan. Oh, I, thought I mean, you were the... saying that was. I thought you were saying that was like the highest, like the tallest height of like one of the normal like no, scrub the... titans, not like the tallest of the tallest. No, this is Oof. like colossal titan. Like the walls are only fifty meters tall, but I mean, like, we're kind of getting away from it. But Sorry. dude, anyway, these guys, no I'm way like, they're fitting on the ark, man. They'll sink just, it by themselves. Wait, they they do get bigger. Yeah, jeez. I mean, how big was the ark? Was not that big. It was like I mean, it was a big boat, but it was not that big of a boat. It was not that big. No. Um. I mean, they've done measurements of from uh, what it's Bible, and it wasn't even big enough to hold all the animals on the earth. So I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> but anyways, so now going to another religion, the Quran um, refers to the people of Ad. Um, I'm mm. definitely pronouncing that wrong, but it's fine because I am uh, I I just you know don't know. He's doing um, his best. He's trying, guys. In Quran chapter twenty six, verse one thirty, um, it says, uh, to "Who?" So this is the prophet Hud talk uh, declaring. Sorry, it says to whom the prophet Hud declares to be like uh, Jabarin, which in Hebrew is pronounced or is uh, translated to Jiborim, which probably refers to the biblical Nephilim. That's a lot yeah. of hearsay, but that's what Whoa. we believe. That's what scholars believe Man. the Quran is talking about. Amber Heard's uh, lawyers would have none of this. It's too much hearsay. <laughs> Topical. Uh, <laughs> but in the in the Quran, the people of, um, and, and just in history, the people of Ad are said to be giants, and the tallest among them being 30 meters or 100 feet. So not quite as tall, but pretty uh, But still, man. Uh, yeah. You know how terrifying it would be if there's a 100-foot <laughs> tall person? Um, and speaking of the flood and how they would have survived, um, according to the Islamic legend, the Ad were not wiped out by the flood since some of them had, to, had been too tall to be drowned. Yes! Um, God just decided to destroy them um, after the flood because they kept continue to reject his warnings and his commandments and everything. Um, and so after they died, after he killed them, they were banished to the lowest layer of hell. Brutal. So they, so he floods the entire earth to kill all of the sinful people. They survive. And he's like, how dare you mock me? And so he smites them to just insult yep. to injury, make sure that they don't survive. That's, that's cold, man. <laughs> guys are just maybe just raise the water level by like another couple feet just to make sure like don't just let them have hope and then kill them after the fact that's rude what do you mean god was trying so hard <laughs> dude he had to pull out like the magic water to try and drink right. <laughs> brutal <laughs> right and do then we, um sorry do we get any uh explanation on how he killed them because uh, like no. they died <laughs> It just said that he destroyed them. Okay. For sure. Probably uh, smitten or something. Uh -huh. They were so smitten. <laughs> uh, and then 
kind of apart from that, going more into like the philosophical, like who were they, you know, mm -hmm. like what was their like, what did they want to be when they grew up? Lesson can we learn kind of thing from them. Uh -huh. <laughs> Theologians believe that when the, the, the verses in Genesis say that they are the sons, says that sons of God, um, were the people that birthed them, right? So uh -huh. the sons of God would refer to the male gender being of divine nature. This is where we get, you know, misogynistic. And then right. the daughters of men being the female gender of human nature. And so oh, when yeah. divine nature meets the human nature, we get these things. Um, so yeah, but, that, there are wow. some theologians that do believe that. And it's, I didn't do too much research into that because like, I was like, don't really, don't really care about that. <laughs> so doesn't that just mean everybody is? In I was, was going to say the same thing. It's like, they're just basically saying everyone's a Nephilim and it's women's fault. Very cool. Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, kind of, in a way. But then in, in, in some ways... What, is it special men? Like, are there certain men that are, like, quote-unquote, the divine versus, like, every other well, man is just, like... No, so what, what I think you're referring to is the fallen angels or angels or sons of God or whomever, like would be like angels okay like it's, so it's a bunch of like deity gotcha. things impregnating human women right I think but because the human women are human women it makes them not angels that like the, the children aren't angels at that point they're just like nephilim yeah. because yeah, so it's blaming women yeah, so it's just it was just a weird so thing. cool i just like very cool while i'm like deep into the this lore i'm just like and then you had to throw it off with that right <laughs> So is this saying that Hercules is a Nephilim? Yeah, actually. I mean, uh, yeah. Any of the uh, like mythological demigods, uh, demigods yeah. would be a Nephilim by that logic, I would assume. Um, Unless God's children are something on another level than an angel's child. You'll you'll hear it. So there's something that I call. It's called something else. I think like as far as like actually like scholar stuff goes, but I call right. it the hybrid divine human theory. Whoa. Um, or would be the divine hybrid human theory. That's okay. what I call it at least. So I will talk a little bit more into that theory in a little bit, but yes, to your question, Hercules would technically be considered a Nephilim. Big fan. My boy. Yeah. My man. <laughs> that explains why he was able to, fight Cerberus. The guy was a giant. Must have been. So. He's like 100 feet tall, yeah. man. 100 feet tall fighting a normal dog with three heads. It's like, come on, man. How rude. Just kicked it, man. Um, <laughs> if you ever are interested in reading a very cool Bible, it's called the New American Bible and it has some commentary that draws some parallels to the Epistle of Jude and the statements set forth in Genesis that suggest that the Epistle refers to the implicity to the uh, paternity of nephilim as heavenly beings who came to earth and had sexual intercourse with women um and i just think that's worded really funny and <laughs> just it just calling out that it's you know talking about the patriarchy <laughs> you gotta love jude doesn't mince words he's just so direct uh, like this is what happened lay yeah. it out and then another fun one is in the footnotes of the jerusalem bible suggests that the biblical author intended the nephilim to be an anecdote for a superhuman race oh heck oh. yeah and that's in the bible 
Word nice. for me. <laughs> yes, Dang, please. Man. Captain America, here we come. More like Eternals, but... <laughs> oh, that's fair. Good point. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You can Eternals. reference a better movie, though, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Harsh. That's a gut punch. <laughs> what hey, did man. Eternals ever do to you, man? I, I, I never said how far away they were in rating. <laughs> could wow. be close, could not be. Who it's knows? neck and neck. I don't know. Who's... I would say they're pretty. I don't think or, uh, Eternals is that bad of a movie. I'd say it's pretty close. You're saying it, not me. I would. I am saying it. I think Eternals, not that bad of a movie. Pretty decent. <laughs> Underrated by the masses. I think so. Um, but then we get into some other fun theories. So some believe that the fallen angels who begot the Nephilim, you know, the these whoever these fallen angels are. Okay. into tartarus which again just is is hell a lot mm-hmm. of stuff down there man um, yeah it's like nature's garbage can or god's garbage can it's quote a place of total darkness an interpretation that uh god so so and then and then there's an interpretation that apparently god had granted 10 percent of these disembodied spirits of the nephilim to remain after the flood as demons to try to lead the human race astray until final judgment Oh, well, that's considerate. So, so with these 10%, that's what we, or that's what whoever believes this theory believes to be like the demons and the evil gotcha. spirit. Okay. I, I might be jumping ahead a little bit in this question, at which point, please uh, just shoot me down immediately. But I'm trying to figure out what the way that, you know, well, okay, then never mind. Then. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out the way that this is relating. So the fallen, the fallen angels, is referring, I would assume, to like the third of the hosts of heaven in Christian lore that followed Lucifer and like were kicked out of heaven, correct? I would assume. Yep. So then you take that third and then God allowed a tenth of that third to stay on earth and the rest of them all got kicked down into Tartarus. So we've got cool. a tenth cool. of a third on the earth? No. So okay. it's not that. You have the fallen angels. Okay. And they live in hell with Satan. Right. Then the Nephilim, after being born from the fallen angels. Oh, it's the Nephilim. It wiped wiped out through the flood. But the ones that survived the flood are 10% of that. Gotcha. Okay. I see. Okay. I gotcha. Now that makes sense. More sense than like. Than fallen angels. Gotcha. I was like, wow, they're really subdividing this group of people. Like. (laughs) <laughs> one third get kicked out and then a 10 percent get kicked out i was like ah why a lot of okay. them doing the beginning like the starting to- like total number right yeah it's like, i'm so confused okay so is tartarus canon in some like christian uh sects so it's interesting because you know like we talked about with the biblically accurate angels episode how ancient Christianity is pretty much nothing like we know it to be today. Right. Mm-hmm. If, 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 uh, I don't know, uh, your average Christian Joe. That's me. Um, average Christian yeah, Joe. Like he went to church all the time, rather whatever, you know, if you just take okay, that, not person, me, never mind. <laughs> who would take that person who, just, who like knows about Christianity Right, right, but that hasn't gone to school and learned about this, or doesn't you know read about this, or whatever. And you throw them mm-hmm. into ancient, in ancient Greek, Greece, or something when Christianity was being born and all these stuff was being written. Like 
you would be, I mean, they believed in every single God that exists under the Greek pantheon and the Babylonian pantheon and the, oh. you know, all this. They believed that those gods existed because that was just such a part of their life. And they right. just believed that the Christian God was the greatest of all the gods. Right. So they, they, because they were there during that entire transition, they had these stories. These stories were told to them for so long and when Christianity began, it was really just saying that this God had just taken power over all these gods. It was kind of like along the lines of like the Greek pantheon of gods, where it's like there's one God that's above all the rest. But then there was other gods underneath, like there was Zeus, who was the head God. But then there was other ones that existed, but they're just like nobody's as powerful and nobody like is worth really fully worshiping more than than the one in charge. I mean, like think about it. Like, if you think about it from a non-religious perspective, like, if if you were, like, had, like, unlimited power or something, right? If, and if you were, if you had to assimilate an entire <laughs> culture to your own, how would you do it? Would you tell them to reject all of their ideas and only listen to your ideas? I mean, I've got you, unlimited power, so might as well. Your ideas are good, but here you can just add on these interesting ideas and put it in a way that, like makes them still feel good about their own ideas. That's kind of what early Christianity did huh. in either a less or more nefarious way. I don't, I don't quite know. So it's like sure. new tech for your religion. Somebody's like, yo, <laughs> it's an update. It's a software patch for your religion. <laughs> Dude, you haven't heard about like Christianity 1.4. Like, oh man. did a new God. It's crazy. Well, wow. How else does the flood story, you know, the flood story predates Christianity by thousands of years. Right. And that's, I mean, and that's just, that's a fact. Right. And so like, that's a fact. <laughs> and so, you know, the Christian retelling of that is just, just that it's a retelling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like your everyday Christian's not going to know that. So they're just going to think it's just a Christian thing. Right. Um, so it's just, it's very, it's a very hard thing to wrap your head around, you know, in a short period of time, but basically like, everything that we like this is basically an entirely different religion basically everything you know about christianity is a lie it's all made up totally joking (laughs) anyways we have uh, a couple other books that reference nephilims in a certain way right so Uh in the of jubilees which i think is how it's pronounced i hope um chapter 7 verses 21 25 it states that Writing the earth of these Nephilim was uh, one of God's purposes. Sorry, <clears throat> let me try again. Ridding the earth. <laughs> I was writing. pretty ah. confused there for a second. <laughs> writing the earth. The Nephilim were riding the earth. No. That's right. awesome. The reason for, basically the reason for the flood wasn't because of human flaw. It was to get <gasps> rid of Nephilim. It's not our fault. Um, and, he, and the worst part is he floods the earth and they didn't even die. <laughs> they survived and he had to do something else. Um, and so when we get to like the book of Enoch, when we get to these like Deutero canonical books, the books that mm-hmm. are not today's con- like canonical Bible, um, the Nephilim are pretty much seen solely as evil beings. Yeah. Uh, and these works are no different, describing them as these giants that are evil. Um, right. Do they get- ever describe like what the evils that they were doing or is it just kind of like they're yes, real bad? We'll that in a little bit. Um, and so just a couple other books, if you're ever interested, you have the book of Judas, the book of Sriracha, just kidding. It's Sriracha, um, oh, man. Baruch and the words, a uh, wisdom of Solomon. Um, and then there's other ones like, um, 
Applebee's, nice. <laughs> and so there's a lot of different classifications of books that are outside of the canon of the Bible. There are the ones I've been talking about, the deuterocanonical, mm-hmm. and then there's non-deuterocanonical. So basically what non-deuterocanonical is, is books that were, or poems or books or writings that were written about, you know, during-ish the same time period, but were never right. considered scripture, I think. Gotcha. I Books think. that were like okay. some rando could have written at the time, but then yeah. when like when they were consolidating and compiling all of the works that had to do with biblical events, people like saw that one. They're like, nah, that one's not worth putting in. Yeah. And just like kind of got ignored. At, at different points of history have been in some Jewish version, right. like the Hebrew Bible. It has been in that. It has been right. in some of the early Christian writing, like Bibles. So like, those ones have actually been considered scripture. I think that's the difference. If I'm wrong, I apologize. If any like well, actual theologians follow us, I'm sorry. <laughs> it seems like, you know, that there's a ton of books that could potentially be in the Bible. Right. But, yeah. Like they're just like, eh, like maybe not really worth it. Not really essential. You didn't make the cut. Otherwise this book would be like 10,000 trillion pages long. Oh, yeah. It really would be. <laughs> yeah, you got to trim the fat somewhere. Like you got to kind of. You got to make this book able to be held at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're gonna get into like the nitty gritty, like what are the actual theories, uh, like of who they are. So the first mm-hmm. one, and and basically the question that we're trying to answer is the relationship between the sons of God and the Nephilim, um, and okay. who the sons of God are referring to. So first idea is that they're supernatural giants. So um, some have understood the sons of God to be fallen angels and the Nephilim are their offspring uh, that they produce in, but with human women, kind of basically what we've been talking about. And that's kind of what we get. If we just, just read the scripture or read the verses or whatever. And like, that's what we get basically. Right. Which, which if you've listened to the uh, biblically a- accurate angel episode, that is a confusing Terrible. thing to picture and Not a one feet and a half to, yeah, understood no, to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so this view is just is was described like we've talked about in the first book of Enoch, uh, um, a non-canonical Jewish text that remains a popular explanation. The first book of Enoch also notes that the Nephilim were giants, um, which seems in accordance with people of great uh, size described in numbers. So that's where we get like non-canonical and canonical books kind of relating. Right. Um, but if we want so... to take a less oh what's up oh so more or less these are just like it's just big people basically what the supernatural approach is is large people born of a divine thing they're just built different okay yeah, if you will so, so, so maybe like pretty strong a little bit more durable something like oh, that definitely strong definitely very wise like mm. not all knowing but like if you're born of a divine thing you're definitely going to be very wise very strong durable pretty intense you would say they they might be able to they may have the capability to uh kick a wall in and invade an entire uh city pretty easily maybe (laughs) theoretically (laughs) it it could happen i mean just spitballing ideas here so if we take a less supernatural view there is a popular theory as well that they are the descendants of seth and cain so a less supernatural view holds that the nephilim were simply men who fell away from righteousness um, righteousness, obviously, according to the these religions right. we're talking about, 
Um, specifically, some theologians have held that sons of God is a reference to the descendants of Seth, who was a righteous son of Adam, and that the Nephilim are members of his bloodline that who rejected God. Um, these, this view known, is known as the Sethian view, which is, was held by St. Augustine and other church fathers, as well as many Jewish theologians. Um, the Sethian view is sometimes elaborated with the assertion that the daughters of men were the ungodly women, again, kind of misogynistic, but whatever, because um, <laughs> everyone's just ungodly, but yeah. uh, they were ungodly women with of the bloodline of Cain, Adam's murderous son, with the Nephilim as mere humans. Their great size is or very rarely taken literally and taken mm. more metaphorically, uh, but apparently they were still, in this viewpoint, considered great warriors. Gotcha. So, so, so like, these were just dudes. Yeah. They're just yeah. dudes who were born from, like, quote-unquote, like, angry, bloodthirsty, well, again, unquote, evil families that were just, like, possibly really good warriors and maybe a little bit more aggressive and mean than most people considered. And, I mean, good. from what I said earlier, if you remember, like, when you, when you, when people are different than you, right, when you consider exactly. someone or whatever, you're obviously going to be the evil, bloodthirsty, right. you know, just how you're going to be viewed when really they just had fallen away from God. Right, exactly. Um, so this um, viewpoint uh, dates at least to the first century CE in Jewish literature, literature, but is also found in Christian sources as early as the third century, possibly a little bit earlier. Hmm. Um, and so uh, Genesis 6-2 is going to be the main focal point for this view as um, I think is what, it, yeah, yeah, Genesis, thank you, notes. Um, because the angels <laughs> fathered the Nephilim refer to certain human males from the lineage of Seth um, who were called the sons of God. And so it's referring more to the sons of God as not angels, but the lineage of Seth. Gotcha. People who were just like super religious and like, oh, kind of like a, like a priest or something like that. Who's like so devoted to God that they're like, oh yeah, he's like on another level. He's not just a dude. He's an angel. Yeah, Because um, he had a... Co- you know, Seth had his whole like covenant with Yahweh, aka God. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, he was he and his bloodline were this called yeah called the sons of God. Um, gotcha. And so on the flip side, the Nephilim, according to these sources, these men began to pursue the bodily interests and took wives and daughters of men. How dare they? And so they uh, those who were the descendants of Cain um, didn't worship God and could have just been called the Nephilim. Gotcha. So it just like basically became a term for anyone who stopped following the, like the people of Seth and stopped following quote unquote like the true religion of the time. They're on the naughty like, list. Exactly. <laughs> just like anyone who's like decided, nah, I'm done with this. I'm gonna go live my life and like do my own thing, just vibe. And then everyone's like, ah, clearly you're a demon. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I, I suppose. I'm flattered, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. Why not? And my favorite Ooh. is this one. Um, and it actually puts me in the same category as C.S. Lewis. So I mean, Nice. That's... Um, if you don't know who C.S. Lewis is, he's like the greatest Christian writer of all time, I guess. I don't know. Um, or you've ever you heard have... of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most famous thing he's written. Like, he's written a lot of other things, but that's what he's um, widely famous for. 
So I can't attest to seeing a source where he or C.S. Lewis says that this is his viewpoint, but I did hear that people say that he, so this is all here. So I don't even know anymore, but (laughs) my favorite, my favorite perspective is this. So the Nephilim or the sons of God, kind of both, right? But let's talk more about the sons of God in this approach. We're actually referring to the Greek, Babylonian and Sumerian gods. And so the, offspring the nephilim of these gods would have been demigods and so there are several several ancient cultures including babylonians greek and romans that all made note of giant races um and these individuals were described as being smart strong and very large some documents suggest that they fell between 8 and 12 feet tall <laughs> others described them as 36 feet tall which obviously That's... is not the 450 feet tall thing yeah um A but off. it is interesting to me to see that like again there is this viewpoint in early christianity where all these gods did exist right because Mm -hmm. if you take what i wrote right it's referring to the sumerian gods which is the ancient civilization that was before the hebrews but i mean before everything right and then from the sumerians we got the babylonians and then from the babylonians we got you know greeks and from the greeks and the Greeks and kind of the Christians kind of were the kind of their same time, but like Greeks were, I believe before. So like sure. basically what we're getting is these civilizations growing. Right. And right. so we, when you look at Sumerian, the Sumerian religion and their gods, you can see very clear representation. Once we get to the Babylonian era, once we get to the Greek era, once we get to the Christian era, we see these really large uh, similarities. Right. And so, I definitely think that's a very interesting way to look at it, that these, the sons of God really were just these other gods. Like demigods of lesser gods. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, that's fascinating. I mean, like, really, like we're saying, Hercules. Yeah, like literally just Hercules and all of the other demigods throughout history of like any other, like, different religion. It's the... like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and like then, the sub god, quote unquote. So they're therefore creating Nephilim from their children, their demigods. So. Though, if I have one objection, is that uh, when I was watching the hundred percent accurate Percy Jackson movies, right, nobody right. at Camp Half Blood was like eight or twelve feet tall. Like, what's up with That's that? That's true. <laughs> unless, unless that entire movie, everybody you saw was an Nephilim. So everyone was giant. Therefore, no one looked like they were a giant. If everyone's special, then nobody's special. I, th- I think the part where they stole the car from the casino would have been significantly different then. I mean, <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the casino was a, was a Nephilim and that was a giant car. I think your uh, tinfoil hat is uh, constricting <laughs> your blood flow at this point. <laughs> it's it's a... Uh, I mean, I think I might need to put a little bit more thought into the theory. I think there's something there, though. I think I could figure it out. Mm. But really, this leads into the divine hybrid human theory I was talking about. Ooh. And I'm I'm really excited for this one. This is just a very fun theory. It uh, sounds scientific. It, so it sounds like I promise you it's not. Oh. I mean, you add theory onto anything and it sounds like slightly. That's pretty true. Right? It's pretty true. <laughs> so. And the hybrid, it just sounds so like. Umph. Yeah. You know? I don't know another word for umph. Exciting. <laughs> Anyways, so scholars have said that there are two, but obviously way more, but 
two big possible reasons why the Genesis account and the numbers account are really the only um, account that reference the Nephilim. Right. And so we get uh, Kevin Sullivan, who's a religious professor at the Illinois uh, University College. Just yep. University College, my favorite. Who specializes in ancient Jewish and Christian mysticism with a focus on angels and demons. And so what he says... This dude sounds like... I would love to have a conversation with this guy. Sounds Um, Two possible reasons is that it's either a much longer story that got tourniqueted, like cut off uh, from the text, or it was just such a common story that the ancient uh, authors of Genesis just didn't bother writing it down because it was just such a common story, which I think that always kills me. Yeah. I always hate that when it's like, everyone knows about this. We don't need to talk about it. And then a thousand years later, everyone's like, what were you talking about? Right. I don't remember that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, I think we also touched upon this in our uh, Ketsu Kuadal video is that uh-huh. like, I, like you're saying is that some of these myths were so ubiquitous at the time. It was like household knowledge. Mm-hmm. We have um, across the ancient Near East and Mediterranean world, uh, we have long-standing myths of gods falling in love uh, with human women and spawning like these godmen, right? Or a superhuman, mm-hmm. super strong, powerful person, right? So like we've been talking about Hercules is one of these people, right? We have a god falling in love or just, you know, in Zeus's case, just raping. Um, is that a word that I can say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's true. So uh, Yeah. Um, putting himself onto a woman. Yeah. And birthing a basically superhuman, right? Um, and so when we get these demigod figures, you know, so to take Hercules, right? We have this demigod person. How would you describe him? Oh, Genesis describes it for us. A, the mighty men of old, men of renown, um, is literally what was referenced in Genesis. And so if we look at that perspective, right, we have the sons of God giving birth to, you know, and those were called Nephilim. So Nephilim could literally just be the describing factor of demigod. Right. Yeah. So um, this theory says that they're superhuman because they represent something that God never designed. They're a hybrid between things that should have stayed in heaven and beings that should be on earth. The Nephilim are not divine in the sense that they are heading back to heaven, uh, but because that they are a weird mix between heaven and earth. Hmm. And I just like really like deep i don't know like when i read that i was just like that's deep (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of makes me sad that they got like no place though right Right. Mm -hmm. i mean yeah just i mean think about like hercules like i mean i'm i'm thinking of like the disney version of hercules but like he was so out of place on earth but like he couldn't or wouldn't or didn't like being you know Mm -hmm. in heaven or you know um, on olympus on yeah. olympus and so like he just kind of was an outsider for his whole life too powerful for earth nobody could relate to him but not powerful enough to be in heaven because nobody he couldn't relate to anyone there yeah. and he couldn't couldn't lower himself on the human level but couldn't elevate himself to a god level so he was just like stuck in the middle where nobody wanted to talk to him that sounds so depressing mm. yeah they're just kind of like humans that got cheat codes, though, right? I mean, sure. From the devs. Yeah, so like, on one hand, like, yes, but... The first line, because they, like I said, they, they represented something that God never designed. Like, he didn't mean for this to happen. It was literally 
people he didn't mean to leak the cheat codes because yeah. <laughs> it was it was his his team that leaked them come on guys his team what do you his mean team colleagues of the angels there's no i oh. in team god come on but uh so this is this is where the theory gets kicked off right so um, we're going to get into some more of the non-canonical texts. We're going to go back to Enoch, which is the best book in the world. Um, <laughs> Big fan of Enoch, aren't, aren't you? <laughs> so the three verses in Genesis account of the Nephilim um, only hints at the notion, or does hint at the notion that the union between the sons of God and the daughters of men was a transgression. Um, that it was not something that God wanted, and it you know, obviously led to the Nephilim. Um, but so the, um, the, there were some Jewish writers that took this idea that of the transgression and ran with it. And, uh, they basically were able to like, they had the idea and they were just like, okay, let's go out and find something that makes our idea, you know, more plausible. So they ran into these group of fallen angels that are today called the watchers which sound awesome. Cool name. That is very yeah. awesome. So in a text known as the book of Enoch, <laughs> probably written between the time of 300 and 200 BCE. Um, so a group of 200 angels led by the angel Simjaza um, hatched a plot to take the wives um, of beautiful and comely daughters of men. Uh, and they knew what they were doing was a great sin so they took a pact to follow through with it at all costs and suffer the consequences together, therefore becoming fallen angels. Um, and so these rebellious by the Aramaic word Irian, which was derived from a word meaning awake. Therefore, the Irian have sometimes been translated to the awakened ones, but again, more recently have been called the watchers uh, because, because their job as angels would have been to remain vigilant and watch over mankind and you know, do angel things like we did talk about in mm-hmm. biblically accurate angels episode. Do angel things <laughs> later on in the book of Enix. It talks about that. Even it's some, like even the loyal angels were called the watchers. But when we, when scholars and stuff talk about the watchers, they're going to be talking about these rebellious ones. Gotcha. And these are biblically accurate angels, you know, <laughs> maybe yes, seem kind so of redundant. Definitely. Definitely go check out that episode so you can yeah more about these guys. They're not people running around with wings. Yeah, and when put through that lens, like the fact that they're doing this is just a horrifying <laughs> image, more than it already is. <laughs> um, and so in the Book of Enoch, the Nephilim begot by the Watchers and human women aren't the heroic men of renown in Genesis, but the great giants whose height was 3,000 ELs, which is more than 3,000 meters, which is 9,840 feet tall. That's so taller, man. Um, and not only this, they have an insatiable hunger. The monsters yeah. ate, every, uh, ate all of mankind's food, and when the food ran out, they would start eating the men themselves. Brutal. So these are the most terrifying <laughs> things. Seriously, I mean, if you if you from the lens of biblically accurate angels, of course this is what you're going to get. You're not going to get some twelve foot tall person. You're going to get yeah, the most like terrifying, perfect thing. image of man. You're going to get some monster, bro. That is, they went from like six hundred feet tall 
to 36 feet tall to 9,000 feet tall. Really ping-ponging back and forth. Yeah, seriously. Didn't just, like, do this. That they were, they were planning on, like, really betraying what they were doing. No. And so they bring these bloodthirsty giants into the world. But some of the fallen angels taught women these terrifying things <laughs> and enchantments. But even funnier. <laughs> Even funnier, they taught them how to make jewelry and use makeup to have beautifying of the eyelids. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, how what a betrayal against they God, brought, man. They magic or charms and enchantments for sorcery. He taught them how to use like roots and plants and stuff, which to me probably just means they taught them like medicine. Yeah, right. But, yeah. But that and makeup. So, and then to the men, the watchers taught metallurgy and how to fashion swords, knives, shields, and breastplates. So basically, I'll be honest. I feel like men got the uh, the better deal there. No offense to women, but like they got makeup, which is great. But like, I, I think in that time, swords are gonna do you better than makeup, just like to keep you alive. <laughs> Especially when you got nine thousand foot tall monsters running around. I don't right. know how much so of swords Enoch, be good um, on that. <laughs> more than makeup. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so the, the Book of Enoch says, um, and there arose much godlessness, and mankind committed fornication, and they, they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. And as men uh, perished, they cried, and their cry went up to the heavens. So um, it's only when God intervenes and tells the angels to warn Noah that the, the flood is coming. So again, this is in the book of Enoch. This is why the flood happens. Oh. Um, intended to heal the angels have corrupted. God further commands his loyal angels to destroy the spirits of the uh, reprobate and the children of the watchers because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all the wrong from the face of the earth and let every evil work come to an end. I mean, good luck trying to drown somebody that's 10,000 feet tall right you know like <laughs> you're saying like putting that genie back in the bottle that's yeah and also like kind of messed up again like i feel like i've kind of mentioned this earlier but like this one group of people quote unquote like corrupt god's project and so his response is okay let me kill everything and start over because these guys messed up and didn't it did something that i didn't want them to do and things have gone kind of off the rails. And so I'm like, let me just start fresh. It just kills everyone, even though they didn't, they didn't do anything. They were just living their lives. And some angels, they came along and started doing stuff. And now God's like, hey, we got to start over. Wipe them <laughs> out. That's so cold. Hard reset. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. that What a cool theory, right? So now let's get into, like, do we know of any Nephilim that could have existed? And I'm sure this entire time you guys have been thinking the name Goliath. Who's that? It's right? crossed <laughs> the mind once or twice. <laughs> so if you've heard the story of David and Goliath, you probably have thought about this, you know, since I started. Um, for you guys, there was a picture of him. So you definitely thought about it. <laughs> uh, so we know that he was referred to as a giant. Um, and many believe that he was a descendant from the Nephilim, maybe not a Nephilim himself, maybe just like a ancestor of the Nephilim. We know that he was right about nine foot nine. So kind of small. Uh, <laughs> He's microscopic compared to the other ones. <laughs> yeah. um, and basically just like for those of you who haven't heard this story before, um, the Israelites and the Philistines were preparing for battle. Um, the main character of the story would, was David and his brothers were in the army. 
Um, David was still pretty young to be in the army, so he was able to tend the sheep and help out the army in less battle. Right. He's like running water or something. <laughs> yeah, so water boy. his father asked him to deliver food to his brothers, and he set out literally field only to find that everyone was cowering in fear because of one man or you know nephilim on the other side of the battlefield which was goliath and uh, the giant's words angered so basically they were like bickering and like he was shouting insults across the battlefield he's talking smack david rap battle and he told (laughs) everyone that he would fight goliath and because he had like god on his side or whatever and so the king was like okay fine go ahead and uh go ahead and fight him um was already, he's actually got like poison or something so like that was his god on his side <laughs> so when the battle the day came for the battle david got five stones and was like i'm only gonna kill him with these five stones and everyone was like what um and so as david shot the first stone of the giant hit him in the right between the eyes knocked him to the ground and then david cut off his head uh, um, so he did not kill him with just the five stones because <laughs> he knocked him out and then shot <laughs> But anyways, long story short, led to the Israelites winning the battle because their one tiny little giant died. And apparently as soon as the giant got killed, then all of the our other armies just immediately were like, yep, we give well, up. Sorry, never mind. What it seemed like is, I mean, from the Bible and everything, the Israelite army was significantly stronger than most armies. That's why they were able right. to take so many places. Um, and so it was literally just Goliath you know making that he team. was their trump card that like he was the reason they the survived team, yeah um and then another story um that some people may have heard some may not have heard is the story of gilgamesh oh heck um, yeah he's a story of an ancient poem written between uh two seven hundred or ooh, uh, 2700 bc to 600 mm-hmm. BC, which is a huge span which is just funny to me but anyways it takes and place going in- backward in time too nope forward Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yours are backward that way. Sorry. Forget I always forget BC, BC works, goes backward. Dude. It's a, it's it's tricky. BC <laughs> is a weird thing. Um, Gilgamesh was described as a half-god, half-human being, um, which, again, leads most scholars to believe him to be a Nephilim. He was the king of Uruk, um, but he did not lead his people with honor, apparently. He was pretty wicked or whatever. He destroyed places just was a very not holy man apparently and so the gods so this is obviously not a christian story there is a gilgamesh in the bible but i believe they're different people and this that's referring to him i don't i don't really know anyways so the gods created induku um who was a part beast part human thing um (laughs) and induku lived in the forest but was apparently he found out about what was going on with gilgamesh and he um, went to try to stop him and try to fight him. Um, and they battled, and uh, Gilgamesh finally won out. But before he uh, Gilgamesh killed Nimuk and Diku, um, they became friends. Nice. And they adventured together, they battled together, and they just kind of continued to offend the gods. And so finally the gods said, one of you must die. And... Uh, and Diku fell sick and ended up dying. And Gilgamesh, Aww. how you convenient know, though. To, to, mm. <laughs> he went back to his less than noble ruling, and you know continued. So, moral of the story, it doesn't matter. 
in yeah. the story the gods will try and strike you down but just be but friends you're with not them. it doesn't matter just make <laughs> friends with the thing the gods send after you and then when they make an ultimatum stab your friend in the back and then your problem solved <laughs> right it's kind of um, like the the most unoriginal like anime story you know uh-huh. just become friends <laughs> with your enemy and nobody can beat you exactly right. i had the power of friendship on my <laughs> side um and the last one that i was going to mention um bryce i know you've know know of him but it's the giant of kandahar kandahar um oh it, yeah <laughs> it's a enormous humanoid creature that was apparently found and killed by a group of American soldiers in the mountainside of Afghanistan. So this is wild, man. No way, shape or form has this been confirmed. As far as we know, it is 100% a folk, a hoax, not a folks. Listen up folks. This is not real. So apparently this happened back in 2002 um, and a U.S. army squad went missing. And then a, special ops task force went out to find them um, and encountered a 12 to 15 feet tall, redheaded six digited, you know, the hand had six fingers, double uh-huh. humanoid who, you know, like killed someone with a spear and then tried to attack and apparently took 30 seconds of continuous gunfire to finally kill this giant. Which is Dang, man. hugely, uh, you know, whatever that hide was, was pretty awesome. They should make like bulletproof vests out of it or something. Seriously. Um, anyways, there's not too much more I, um, from what I was able to find, but uh, apparently some guy who was a part of it came out and said something about it, but. How have really. I never heard of this? Because it's fake, probably. But still, <laughs> cool. What, what year was this supposed to happen in? 2002. Okay, and they didn't get any pictures in the year 2002. Like, they see a giant and they fight well, a giant classified. and nobody took it's a picture. Of it. Come on. They say because it's classified, yeah. Come on. The, they, there's still, like, some, one of those soldiers doesn't get a quick pic of it and then go, yo, I'm going to take this home just for me and then shares well, it with his friends well, or something. treasonous, like, man. I, 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 they fought a giant, okay? <laughs> I feel like the, the line of treason versus bragging and it gets real blurry the whole thing is wild man yeah seriously (laughs) in other words it is a hoax and that's why no one has spoken about it because it It didn't happen happen. or they're just so committed to the cause they're heroes i mean yeah right that's why the uh flat earthers i mean they believe (laughs) that every single scientist around the entire world they're all in every single geologist and Pretty much anyone is all every politician, they're all in on it. it, So, you know, this one might be a little bit easier to keep under wraps. Every pilot also in on it. Yep. (laughs) Anyways, anyway, so it's when once we kind of break out of this and go to some other mythologies, we do kind of learn some other interesting things that, again, aren't you know backed up by most scholars, but it's just kind of interesting things. So, in the Aramac culture, the term, uh, Nephilia refers to the constellation of Orion, and it's uh, huh. some have theorized that the Nephilim are offspring of Orion in mythology. Um, however, there are 
you know, plenty of people that say that this is just very much of a workaround and kind of precarious and, you know, not trusted, but like, it's definitely, yeah, definitely grasping at straws and, but it's just kind of interesting. It'd be kind of cool though. Yeah. Some children Uh, of Orion. And then uh, another one, this one's a little bit, you know, kind of also the same kind of feel, but pretty, pretty interesting as well. So JC Greenfield is a, a scholar in the biblical arts. Um, and he mentions that um, it has been proposed that the tale of the Nephilim alluded to in Genesis is based on some of the negative aspects of the Apakulu tradition. The Apakulu um, in Sumerian mythology were seven legendary cre- uh, cultural heroes uh, from before the flood um, of the human descent, um, but they pre- possessed extraordinary wisdom from the gods. Um, and one of them was named, uh, one of the seven was, um, Adapa, who was called the son of Ia, uh, who was a Babylonian god. And so right. there's a whole thing about like, um, Nephilims before the term Nephilim came around. And this is kind of where we believe that started from. Man, gotcha. I, I just keep drawing parallels between Hercules and Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so nephilim are awesome i am um, they just i mean and we could go you know there's so many different directions if we wanted to talk about you know their um pop culture references whether it's in Some pretty um, good ones yeah mm-hmm. i mean tons if you just are like on the wikipedia page i'm gonna have, like there's like devil may cry at the gathering diablo uh whatever that show that you like randy <laughs> supernatural <laughs> <laughs> um whatever that is uh, who cares but i mean there's just tons of references towards them i mean i'm sure most people have heard of the word nephilim before i assume mm-hmm. um and yeah just i mean it's awesome they're really fun but personally more than just the nephilim i just absolutely love studying the history of these cultures these religions i just find it absolutely fascinating and so i hope everyone likes me monologuing because <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and I yes. feel like this is such an interesting, almost kind of like porthole to like look out of. I, that's not the right term. This is like an interesting lens to view like uh, like these religions through and to just like think about it a little bit. And it's it's just it's crazy, man, like the kind of early religious lore that kind of gets really glossed over in modern day religions, you know? Right. And it's like, what about that though? Like, what's up with that? No. Yeah. Like, I feel like as soon as you like get over the hump of like, like not talking about like the moral aspect mm-hmm. of religion, but just the folklore history of it. It's, it's really fun. It's really cool to see how just religion evolves throughout time. And yeah. what changes, what stays the same. What's and, borrowed. You know, yeah. yeah, what's borrowed. Yeah, totally. I thought you were going to say, once you get over the hump of the thousands of years of literature you have to read, I'm like, I mean, yeah, there is that. <laughs> I mean, that too. A small hump. <laughs> but no, like, like for like for me, like, when I talk about this, right, like, I'm not religious, but, like, there are a lot of people who are. And so when we talk about this, like, we, like I'm not, I'm not talking about the religion part of it, like, the, 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 the like commandments and the and sure. the, how you should live what we're talking about is 
the people how they right. were back in the day because like yeah of course the ten commandments haven't changed in that entire time or the you know you know certain things aspects and whatever but like the history of it is just absolutely so cool to look at yeah for sure absolutely fascinating but I think we've taken up enough of your time for the the day or night that you're listening to this. Your lunch. I mean, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but we really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. For those of you that do, the I've been getting more um, user, whatever it's called, engagement on TikTok. And Heck Apple, yeah! No, not, not not complaints. But oh, good, great. We I just we we just love it. Um, it's so much fun for us so keep it coming yeah and if you can do a, a big favor for us just drop us a, a pretty good review you know on whatever platform you're listening on that would really unless help the platform us out. doesn't have the ability to review at which point thanks anyway you could uh <laughs> you could send us a review via tiktok or twitter then there you go there we tell go. tell us what you think what you wanna what you want to see what monsters interests you yeah that'd be pretty cool and we will oh wait and this is our 50th episode right two more so it half is a, a century old oh my goodness oh, it, does, <laughs> it doesn't feel like 50 it's absolutely I think, crazy i don't think your math quite checks out with your half a century yeah. there i don't think so either <laughs> <laughs> almost a year pretty close to a year if we're doing one per year then yes half a century <laughs> But, uh, Anyways. for a 52nd episode, we're probably going to look at doing something maybe just yeah. a little bit special. Stay yeah. uh, look yeah, forward so look to out that. For that. And I appreciate your uh, 50 your uh, half a century comment, it makes me feel better about my BC comment. So, thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. I did that just for you, <laughs> just for me. I know. I thank you. All righty. Well, we will catch you all next week. Have a good one. <laughs>